A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. In the Zone. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, the Midwest Farm Report's talk text line has been busy in the overnight hours. Some of you folks really got some measurable rain. Right now it looks like the highest amount going to Bob east of Fond du Lac. He said he picked up two and three quarters inch of rain overnight. And he's not alone. Tommy has got about a 1.66 inches of rain by Stockbridge. Uh, and then again, you've got Linda by Reeseville that didn't get a drop. We'll talk with Stumacher, ag meteorologist, about the weather ahead. It does look like today is going to be a little on the cooler side. Cloudy skies, 70 degrees are expected high, 56 are overnight low. Tomorrow, 75 under mostly cloudy skies. Saturday, mostly cloudy skies and 75. And then Sunday, we climb up to 77. But don't let it fool you into believing that July is going to be a cool month. We are back into some pretty heavy heat again coming up next week. We'll talk about it with Stu in just a little bit. Our friend Zach Bowers from Ever Ag down in Chicago is our guest this morning. And we're giving you more details as we get ready to wrap up the 92nd Wisconsin State FFA Convention today. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Ford trucks and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Together is always better. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative. Our engaged employees are passionate about doing amazing things together for our members, for our customers, and for each other. Because together is what the cooperative spirit has always been about. And together is how we'll make the future even brighter than today. We are all Simia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. Most people in Wisconsin are getting to the point now where they don't have a direct tie to the farm anymore. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn, but that doesn't mean they still don't have a desire to get back in the rural agricultural areas and bring their families along. And that's where the ag tourism industry continues to grow. And uh, Stephanie, you found that uh, even the governor wants it to grow even more, right? That's right, Bob. The governor and the state want to boost tourism in the state, including agritourism. I'm Stephanie Hoff here from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. We know tourism was hit pretty hard during the pandemic. Agricultural tourism, though, had a different fate, and this is because of its outdoor 
friendly nature. So Sheila Everhart, the executive director of the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Administration, says interest in agritourism is actually up. Agricultural tourism in the state of Wisconsin has grown substantially over the last five years. Um, We've seen like a 30% increase. And right now, everyone is eager to enjoy our farms, enjoy the outdoors, um, become unplugged, unzoomed. Um, they want to experience nature and they want to see how their food and fiber and um, is grown. Um, so people are eager to take their children out to working farms to see what will farmer what Wisconsin farmers offer to our economy. Even though people are eager to get out there, a lot of stuff wasn't really available for people this last summer. County fairs were on hold. Farm summer camps were on hold. Things that required people to be close together uh, were really put off. Exactly. Um, but now what we're seeing is we're seeing a surge um, with people being vaccinated and they feel uh, more comfortable being outside unmasked. They want to maintain that social distancing, but they are um, just eager for those experiences. Let's go to a dairy farm and let's take a dairy tour where we're um, socially distanced. And after the tour, let's enjoy ice cream that was created right at that dairy farm's creamery. Um, July is National Ice Cream Month, and just a little trivia to our listeners, the average consumer eats 22 pounds of ice cream per year, so I say be above average and eat that ice cream. I'm definitely above average, Sheila. Maybe I, I sh- I'm probably one of those people that should probably tone it down, actually. I love ice cream. <laughs> I want to get into these grants now. The governor has announced, you know, $140 million in grants to tourism and, and entertainment. Do you see a need for agritourism to take advantage of these grants? Anytime that we can educate our Wisconsin agricultural tourism members to improve their enterprise, their business operation with education, growth, and advocacy, um, I think we're all in and we're all for it. I think the key is that we need to cross-market and network with rural um, tourism businesses so that we can support the economic growth and the recovery of all rural areas in our state. Because if one wins and we work collaboratively and we work together, then we all win. Yeah. And Sheila, just how important is your sector to Wisconsin's overall economy? So agriculture is a huge industry to Wisconsin economy, $104 billion a year. Tourism is a huge industry. When you merge those two, um, there are jobs that are created both directly and indirectly to Wisconsin's labor market. Um, over $200,000, uh, 200,000 jobs 
But visitors to agricultural tourism and tourism industry generate about $1.5 billion in state and local revenue. And what that does, those tourism and agricultural tourism dollars, they contribute or they save our Wisconsin taxpayers over $640 in household tax per year because of the ways that um, revenues are dispersed. But the power of agricultural tourism in Wisconsin is huge. I told you that um, 30% um, is growth, and we're looking for 50% growth. But when visitors come to our state and they're impressed with our beauty, our natural resources, our land, our clean water, um, they start thinking to themselves, Wisconsin is a great place to live. It's a fabulous place to start a business. I could maybe purchase a retirement home in Wisconsin and visit the state more often. This demonstrates the impact that agricultural tourism and tourism has on our state's image for from an economic development perspective. We're seeing um, a growth in new farmers. We're seeing a growth in young farmers. We're seeing a growth in farmers that are changing career paths. They're leaving uh, California, New York, Chicago, and they want to come to Wisconsin's rural communities, as well as we're seeing fourth and fifth generation family farmers turning their farms over to that next um, family member to continue on with their legacy. So how are you getting the word out to your members, hey, let's keep this up and take advantage of, you know, some of this money that is available to us? We highly um, publicize what is happening in Madison and what our governor is doing to support our farmers and agricultural tourism. Um, we, we communicate to our members via email, Facebook, and we have a website, Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association website, um, which is a new website that will also allow consumers to find out where their next agricultural tourism adventure might be this summer. Um, you know, during these tough economic times, Wisconsin farm families are looking for opportunities to maintain and save that family farm by integrating agricultural tourism opportunities onto their farm, like farm tours, like celebrations, value-added food products, um, maybe syrup, wine, craft beers, farm-to-table dinners, farm stays, and even virtual tours of their farm. So we have always found that Wisconsin farmers are innovative, they're resourceful, they're they're dedicated stewards of our land, and they like to think outside the box, and our consumers are really eager to experience new things that they're bringing to their farms. Just one more thing on on those tourism dollars. Do you know any details yet about... Uh, application requirements or eligibility uh, for some of that money? There was a link that people can go to 
to find out more information. It's it's exciting, but I think all of the uh, supportive government uh, offices are working on ways to make sure that this information gets to the people that can use it. And I do have that link. I'll post it on the website. Sheila, is there anything that uh, we didn't get to that you wanted to add? Um. I would invite our listeners to look at Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association, especially our farmers that might be considering the opportunity to diversify their farm with additional revenue stream. Um, We are always looking for new members. We're looking to put on some workshops in January through April to help navigate how do we actually go through the steps to make sure that we covered everything we need to do to invite guests to be on our farms in a safe manner? Uh, Wisconsin also has the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Limited Liability Law, uh, Wisconsin Act 269, that provides limited liability for agricultural tourism farms. And you want to make sure that you have the correct signage posted on your farms before any guest would come to visit. Um, please check us out at wisconsinagriculturaltourism.com. And I want to say be above average and eat that ice cream while you're visiting Wisconsin agricultural tourism destinations this summer. Ice cream for breakfast doesn't sound half bad. Again, that's Sheila Everhart, the Interim Executive Director of the Wisconsin Agricultural Tourism Association. And from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Should you be wearing shorts or industrial-grade insulated pants? Around these parts, it's tough to tell, but not for ag meteorologist Stu Muck. Weather is up next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Stock up and save on all your summer farm essentials with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet, where you'll find feed, farm supplies, hardware, auto parts, and a whole lot more. Like select Mana Pro Series Pro Rabbit Food, a 50-pound bag, just $15.99. Right now in our ag department, when you buy three bags of Neutrina Feed, get one free, including Safe Choice, Nature Wise, Nutra Beef, Pro Force, and Empower Balance. Neutrina, what's inside counts. Quickly knock down and kill flying and crawling insects with ProZap LD44Z Insect Fly Bombs. A 25-ounce can, on sale, $13.99. Pick up an AGC Super 2-Speed Clipper with size 10 blade, it's $169.99. And save 15% on all Weaver show supplies. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Take $5 off 20-pound bags of Taste of the Wild grain-free or ancient grain dog food. And Frontline Plus for cats or dogs, your choice, $37.99. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. 
Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, this morning we're speaking a little bit about the rainfall that uh, occurred overnight. I mentioned to you right at the top of the show that Bob from East Fond du Lac picked up two and three quarters inch of rain. Then I've got uh, Lee from Ashford in Fond du Lac County, just a half an inch of rain. Jim from Marquisan, an inch of rain. Tommy from Stockbridge had 1.66 inches of rain. Dennis from uh, Eastern Dodge County, a quarter of an inch of rain. And then there's uh, Linda from Reeseville that says, Zip, Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us on uh, Thursday morning to give us a little look at things. So I I got a little rain in my backyard. I don't know that it was necessarily measurable. Did anybody else get a lot of rain? Well, some here and there. I mean, the the Madison Airport says a whole quarter inch and the cross says 21 hundredths. And that's about what we're talking about. It just hasn't been a big deal further west and certainly down towards southeast Wisconsin uh, when you start talking about uh, Juneau and Reeseville in that area. Just didn't quite get the rains there. Uh, my friend Paul over at Banner, the far eastern part of Fond du Lac County, had over two and a quarter yesterday, two-thirds of an inch yesterday, uh, over two and a quarter yesterday morning, this morning over two-thirds of an inch. He's pushing three, but we aren't going to talk a whole lot about rain today. That frontal boundary pushing southeast away from Wisconsin. The radar indicates only a few sprinkles in southern Lake Michigan, down into Illinois, some rain in Indiana. Rain back in South Dakota, though, and I expect the next low will try to push in from the west. It will be pushed further south, down toward Iowa, Missouri, into Illinois as we head toward Friday and into the weekend. A small rain chance could edge in here, but only light amounts if indeed we see it, with temperatures slowly starting to rise. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compeer Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compeer Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Now is the time when big, big things are happening. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative that's passionate about innovating right now. For our members, for our customers, and for each other. Now is a moment unlike any other as we live the cooperative spirit in everything we do. We are all Civia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, a mostly cloudy day today. I don't expect any of us to see more than maybe an isolated sprinkle, especially in the south. Temps in the very upper 60s and low 70s, warmest at La Crosse. North winds about 5 to 10. Partly cloudy overnight, mid-50s with the north winds at 5. Mostly sunny Friday. There's that small chance in the afternoon for a scattered sprinkle or a shower. I don't expect much rain. A tenth of an inch would be kind of heavy out of that one. Look for temps in the mid and upper 70s. East winds at 5. Partly sunny Saturday. Again, a small chance of a scattered shower. Not going to amount to much. 
upper 70s, 77, 78, kind of the warm spots in the west. East winds about 5 to 10, and we'll warm it up a little more, stay in those mid and upper 70s Sunday, Pam. But again, maybe just a little sprinkly shower around later in the day. I heard that maybe this afternoon the clouds might roll out in some spots. We might get a little bit of sun late this afternoon. Yeah, I think lacrosse, even Boston, stand a better chance to see some of that sun. The rest of us, it'll brighten up, and that's what we have to hope for. Well, that's all right. Today, the temperatures are at least moderate. Good enough. We'll catch up with you tomorrow, Stu, and paint a picture for the weekend, all right? All right. Have a great day. See ya. Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist with your weather details. Again, keep those rainfall reports coming. The Midwest Farm Report talk text line to communicate directly with me, 877 877- 301 farm that's 8773013276 also special congratulations to all of the FFA members that picked up their state FFA degree last night in uh, Madison 304 recognized this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's been called the best in Wisconsin, meticulously maintained at 70% humidity. It's the walk-in humidor at the Tasting Room Lounge, a showcase of the finest tasting hand-rolled cigars in the area. The Tasting Room Lounge, a systematically ventilated refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio, find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge. West Broadway, Monona. So Susan came over, and the first thing she says is, this whole room looks completely different. Okay, that wasn't the first thing Susan said. She gossiped about Linda, but I didn't get involved. So I say, yes, the whole room. I mean, if Susan is going to gossip, I'll give her something to gossip about. And she goes, I can't believe it. Okay, truth bomb. All I did was add accessories from Lazy Boy. So Susan unloads and says she couldn't never do something so amazing and i think to myself all right maybe you exaggerated too much let her in on it truth is susan i went to lazy boy and picked up a few items their interior designers show you how an area rug here and a couple of side tables there can change a whole room and she headed to lazy boy she better not blab this to linda just a few accessories from lazy boy makes the difference lazy decorators love lazy boy home furnishings and decor madison east springs drive near east town mall everyone we've been through a lot together and if something's bothering you remember that it's okay to not feel okay you know what i think really helps talking to someone no fred i mean a professional 
The next doctor's appointment is a great time to bring up anything that's on your mind. Your doctor will listen because providing safe care your way means caring about how you feel. Unity Point Health Meritor, a partner of UW Health. Know how much you matter to this world. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. At the American Lung Association, we're fighting for a day when we can all breathe easier. We're fighting for clear skies over every city and healthy lungs throughout the country. We're fighting to keep harmful secondhand smoke out of our public spaces and workplaces. And fighting to free millions of Americans from the addictive grip of tobacco and the devastating effects of lung disease. We're fighting for a day when kids no longer battle airborne poisons in their own homes or the fear of an asthma attack. The American Lung Association isn't just fighting for air. We're fighting for all the things that make it worth breathing, and we can use your help. Join us in the fight. Visit fightingforair.org and read about just a few of the many ways the American Lung Association is fighting to protect the air we breathe, both indoors and out. See what you can do at fightingforair.org. Some of America's bravest warriors are returning home wounded. Here's one of them. My name is Norberto Lara. While I was on a combat patrol, a rocket propelled grenade took my arm off at the shoulder. I was discharged from the Army, and I've been working with the Wounded Warrior Project since 2007. I don't have to be severely wounded. A lot of guys have post-traumatic stress disorder. Being able to share your story kind of helps you wrap your mind around what did happen over there. My name is Norby, and yes, I do suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, but I'm okay. Don't suffer in silence. Contact WoundedWarriorProject.org. Hey, congratulations to Rowdy. He's got he's got a brother now. I, yeah, okay, well well done. I was going to talk some Brew Crew, obviously, rained out against the, uh, the Mets yesterday. They really wanted to play that game, by the way. My God, Steve Cohen's out there tweeting like nonstop for like three hours straight how they're going to play the game. I'm sitting here trying to make sure everything's going right, and then they cancel the game. And But before that, they get Rowdy Telez. What's the verdict on Rowdy Telez? Is he the answer at first base, Andrew? I mean, I don't think he, he, he's the long-term answer at first base, but he definitely provides some, some insurance right now behind Castanera. And listen, he's a left-handed hitter, he, and the Brewers need that. When they face pri- primarily right-handed pitching, and they're going to, especially these, these next couple games against their – when they play those seven games in a row against the Reds going into and out of the break, um, they need that left-handed pop. They lost Travis Shaw. They lost Danny Vogelbach. Colton Wong's out again. You know, they need some left-handed bop. Uh, he's shown that he can do it uh, when, he, when he's getting regular playing time, and he should have no problem getting that in Milwaukee. Uh, it's, it's a nice pickup. You know, if they had great success doing this by when they got Willie Adams a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, he was hitting buck 97 when Milwaukee got him, and I think he's just under or just over 300 in the time he's been with the Brewers, so... You know, maybe maybe the change of scenery doesn't good, and, and you know, just another boost that that we see what happens to left-handed power hitters at Miller Park, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a no-brainer. So, 
put him in there and, and let it fly and, and take some pressure off Keston here and see what happens. So is Daniel Vogel back? And are we going to expect to not see him for a while? Then is just like another body or like what's the you know? Well, they weren't expecting they weren't expecting Vogel back until you know at least midway through the second half anyway. And here's the beautiful part about the, this this routing deal is he's still got an option remaining. So, nice. you know, they can they can put him in the minors once Vogie comes back and if here is hitting, you know, and then they got him again next year. So this is this is a nice little move that, that helps you now and also has the potential to help you next season too. Uh, we had a question about Trevor Richards, the pitcher that got dealt. Did he have was he out of options? Do you know? Did he have any options left if you if you know? Uh, I don't know if he had any options left, and I've actually meant to check wrong. Yeah, we were we were looking that. too, but we couldn't. We we were on the fly, so we didn't really see anything either. So we weren't sure. Well, just looking at him from a distance, he's got that full head of gray hair. You assume he's like fifty-seven years old, <laughs> but he, oh, he pitched some big innings. You know, he he came up with some big moments. Uh, and it, it's weird because he, he was the forgotten piece of that Willie Adamas trade. He came in the same deal. Hey, I want to pick your brain uh, about Willie coming up here real quick, though, Andrew. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of, like, arms and the bullpen we were just talking about, is the move, I know trade deadline's, what, three weeks away still, is the move, if they're going to do something, still add depth to that bullpen like we talked about last week? Uh, I think right now that might be the key. I mean, again, you look at the rest of the division, the Brewers didn't play last night, they still pick up a half game on the Cubs and Reds because <laughs> they both lost, you know. Dude, not only did the Cubs lose, but the Cubs lost like by biblical proportion, fifteen to ten. Hilarious! Oh yeah, oh that gets the guys wrong. That, that, that they right are there playing to... horrible ball right now, and that's really weird because I honestly thought the Cubs were going to be good this year. I mean, yeah, they've underachieved the last couple of years, but I mean, we've seen it time and time again that you have a bunch of guys going into their contract years, and and you know they play the lights out. Plus. You know, they're playing for their legacy. You know, they don't want to go down as one-hit wonders in Chicago. So you kind of figure that has all the makings for a team to, to get you. They could still get hot this year. Like, the weird thing is, you know, they could trade off some of their big guys at the deadline and get a bunch of kids in there who are, you know, hungry and playing for something. They could make life hell for the Brewers down the stretch. But, you know, at, at this point, I, I just don't see a giant deal out there because, what, what again, what are your biggest glaring needs? First base, okay. Um, you know, maybe the, 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 I guess, best first baseman out there on the market that, that fits the profile of the deadline guy is our good friend Aggie. You know, he could be, he's, a, he's on a one-year deal. He could be available at the deadline. But other than that, what other big-time first basemen are out there that you know of? Yeah. You don't really need another, you know, bomb starter because you've got three of them at the top of your rotation that are just killer um, and the price for those guys would be more than the Brewers want to pay. Other than that, you're set in the outfield because you got a bunch of guys you can plug in there. You're set behind the plate. Uh, you're set with second base. You're set with short. Lou Urias is playing very well at third, and you're going to get uh, Travis Shaw back at some point. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Keep those rainfall reports coming today, folks. That Midwest Farm Report talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. I want to thank Bob and Tommy, Dennis and Linda. 
Lee and the rest of you folks that were so active uh, overnight giving me a rainfall report. Again, go ahead, talk or text 877-301-3276. Now, from the Alcevia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Thursday. Well, on this day back in 1881, the ice cream sundae was invented. Now, if you're a Wisconsin history buff, do you remember where it was invented? Well, I won't keep you in suspense. On this day, a druggist and soda fountain owner in Two Rivers, or Two Rivers, as you say, was asked by a customer to top a dish of ice cream with chocolate sauce. That was an ingredient that they'd only used in ice cream sodas before. So they put the two together, and voila, ice cream sundae invented in Two Rivers on this day, July 8th, back in 1881. On this day in 1889, the Wall Street Journal was published for the first time. And happy birthday today today, to actress Angelica Houston. She's 70. And country music singer-songwriter Toby Keith turns 60. And now you know. Well, if you've been following us at MidwestFarmReport.com or Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook, you already know who the members of the 2021-2022 Wisconsin State FFA Officer Team are. They were announced last night. Today, we'll find out who the president is. That'll happen probably around mid-morning. And, of course, remember, we've got Aaron Zimmerman and Michelle Stangler there. They'll be posting that information immediately. So here's the officer team for 2021-2022. Congratulations to Katie Zimmer from Flambeau, Casey Dank from the Mondovi FFA, Amara Livingston from the Cochran Fountain City FFA, Mia Hillebrand from River Valley FFA, Aubrey Schlimgen from Marshall FFA, Emily Dolke from the Adams Friendship FFA, Lydia Rasmussen from the Pulaski FFA and Lashana Vogel from Denmark FFA. Sydney Bender from the Bigfoot FFA down in Walworth County wraps up the officer team. And like I said, we'll find out about the president today. One other special event that's taken place during the 92nd Wisconsin State FFA Convention is the reuniting of the Wisconsin FFA Band. Multiple performances during the convention. Michelle Stangler had a chance to catch up with the band director and talk about what it felt like to get the band back together again. I am here with Monty Dunham, the Wisconsin FFA State Honors Band Director for quite a few years now. First, Monty, please tell me, what is the State FFA Honors Band? Well, the State FFA Honors Band is a group of musicians from around the state of Wisconsin. Uh, The only criteria really is that you have to be in your FFA chapter because this is an FFA-sponsored activity. I guess it's a criteria that you're a band member as well. But these people audition for the band by submitting an application and a recorded uh, set of criteria sometime before February 5th. We select the membership from those that apply. And then we come together for the first time here at the Wisconsin State FFA Convention and practice for around 20 hours. And then we get together again at the State Fair in August and we'll perform over the last four days of the fair, Thursday through Sunday. And it's been two years since you played together as a band. You're here at State Convention. What's the feeling like? It feels fantastic. There's a lot of kids out there that haven't had a regular band experience. And because of the mask mandate being lifted in Dane County, um, we, we allowed the kids their own chance to decide if they wanted to. Uh, do something that they felt comfortable and everybody seems to feel comfortable doing this we feel comfortable with the situation so we're pretty much going back to what would be a regular 
rehearsal setup and uh, regular old band, the nicest sense of the word. We've had a good day. That is really good to hear, even uh, with all the jams that you play. Now, to those who may not be familiar or may have never heard the Wisconsin FFA St. Honors Band, what's it like, the feeling, different songs, um, what kind of jams do you play? Well, you know, Michelle, we've got a set of tunes that are standards for us. Um, in a little bit, we'll open this concert with uh, an arrangement by UW, retired UW band director Mike Leckrone of Space Badgers, which uh, combines a couple of tunes that you would know, and we would go right into On Wisconsin. After that, our whole f- our whole set of music is uh, changes from year to year, but we end every concert with what we call Super Hit, Mega Mix, and more. Um, it's a set of tunes that actually the whole convention hall will just get up and start dancing to, and uh, that's just a blast. You know, it's, uh, the kids are really excited to do that tonight. We're going to see see what kind of reaction we get from the crowd, and I expect it'll be pretty crazy because there are a lot of people here. And this is awesome. And it's an engaging way to interact with your audience, and you're looking forward to a Wisconsin State Fair, and that's been a while, too. What is that experience like? Well, after the cancellation of the fair last year, it's just going to be a really exciting time to return. Um, we Again, we'll be there from Thursday through Sunday. I believe it's August 12th through the 15th. We'll be performing at various locations around the fair. We are always well-received there. Uh, audience participation is great. Uh, we'll play right before the kids from Wisconsin quite often on the amphitheater stage. Um, there's another youth expo building where all kinds of other groups are performing as well. Youth in motion is one of the slogans they used to use, and I think we're still pretty much representing that because the kids will be really busy when they're there. Again, really well received, a lot of audience interaction, and we, we kind of gear our program to stuff that we think they'll want to listen to at the fair. A lot of fun. Well, that is good to hear. And now these participants in the state of the Honors Band and Choir can apply national-wise. What will that process look like? Will there be a band at National Convention? Yes, we have information that National is going to proceed with a band and a choir and talent. And we have you know, some individuals that have participated in the FFA talent competition here as well. But yes, uh, FFA band members from the state of Wisconsin who have been in for more than one year are able to fill out that application for national band and make their recording and submit that. And then they're considered for uh, the national band, which is really quite a talented ensemble, and it'll meet during the national FFA convention coming up this fall. And that was Monty Dunham, the Wisconsin FFA State Honors Band Director, connections in the band and in through through the FFA organization. Live from the Wisconsin FFA State Convention for the Midwest Farm Report, I am Michelle Sangler. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and their with their property is money. <laughs> so one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. <laughs> uh, instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. We need 
need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall report to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Zach Bowers from EverEgg down in Chicago is our special guest this morning, joining us in just a moment. Markets are trying to rebound in overnight activity. The July corn's up a nickel, December new crop up two and three quarter cents at five thirty-three and three quarters. The soybeans for August are up three and three quarter cents at thirteen seventy and a half, while November beans are unchanged, thirteen twenty-seven and a quarter. July wheat, that's up a quarter of a cent, six fifteen a bushel. Talking about dairy, yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained four cents at a dollar fifty-five. Forty-pound block cheese was up eight and three-quarter cents at one seventy-one, and double A butter unchanged at a dollar seventy-four. Right now, the August milk is up a nickel at sixteen ninety-seven a hundredweight. September milk closed four cents higher at seventeen sixteen a hundredweight. All right. So what gives with dairy this morning? We are going to talk about it in detail with our friend Zach Bauer from EverAg down in Chicago, coming your way next on a Thursday. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'd pull up to the house. I'm like, ugh, we can't have that ugly house, you know. We really needed to replace the siding. We ended up going with Prairie Exteriors. Their pricing was really reasonable. I drive up to my house now. I'm like, oh my gosh, my house looks so nice now. It looks so amazing. I was so impressed. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors. Now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com. This looks phenomenal. What's the one thing that can ruin any fishing trip? Not having a boat. Lucky for you, Mad City Power Sports has a great selection of 2021 boats in stock. You'll find incredible deals on America's number one selling fishing boat, Tracker. Like Bass Trackers, starting at 14120. Don't get left out on the shore this year. Get out to Mad City Power Sports. Off the interstate into forest today. MadCityPowerSports.com. Mmm, need to get some rest. This the worst headache ever. Mmm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. 
If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Thank you again to all you folks that are using our Midwest Farm Report talk text line to communicate your rainfall. Bill from Randolph, six-tenths of an inch of rain. Bob from Beaver Dam got another half an inch of rain. And Joanne by the hospital in Fond du Lac, two and a quarter overnight. Thank you so much. Keep sending them to me, 877 877- 301 Farm. Well, let's talk about the digits. Uh, Dairy has been on a rally if you look at the cheese and butter prices. Joining us this morning live, Zach Bowers from the Everag Group in Chicago. Let's focus in specifically on what was happening with uh, the barrel cheese yesterday. Boy, uh, what was it? Eight and three quarter cent jump yesterday. Zach, what was that all about? That's correct. Yeah. So we saw blocks moving another eight and three quarters higher. That's almost 20 cents higher in the last week or so. Uh, And I think there's really a couple things at play here. One of the big players is still continuing to be logistics. Uh, A lot of your cut and wrap facilities are going to be buying 640 pound blocks of cheese uh, to run them through their processors uh, for your shredded cheddars and whatnot, right? Um, it's the most efficient way to do it. And due to, you know, COVID logistics, everything nowadays, um, as things are all backed up, it's hard for the manufacturers of 640 blocks to get the actual crates to ship them in. So a lot of these cut and wrap facilities are, are turning to processing some 40 pound blocks, which as many of you listeners out there know, 40 pound blocks are what trade on the exchange. Uh, and that's what prices in your milk. So when you see, uh, a new demand piece pick up for the, that style of cheese uh, takes some off the market, right? So you've got some logistics playing into this. Uh, you've had definitely some heat across the U.S., uh, which is helping to dry up a little bit of this excess milk. There's still too much out there, uh, but it sounds like some of that is, is coming off the market. And and then three, I think you are seeing some exports being done here. Um, you know, we got our export report last week for May, uh, and that showed a pretty big downtick in cheese exports. Well, if you think back to uh, March and April, well, we were at 180 cheese, right? We priced ourselves out of the market. Since then, we came down to 150. Uh, we we see that's a price that typically moves product out of the country. Um, this past week, we also saw on the New Zealand's GDP auction, their cheese price fell by about 10%, uh, which you know could be perceived as bad for our cheese market, but I think you can spin it a little bit and say, you know, they've been sitting at a 190 cheese price, right? Uh, Southeast Asia has had strong demand for a long time on New Zealand. Uh, and the fact that they fell about 10% and we see ours upticking um, make, leads you to believe that maybe we stole some of their business and got some exports out. So I think you've definitely got logistics playing into this. Uh, you've got a little bit of of milk um, drying up from the heat, and and three, I think we're getting some good exports done down at these levels, uh, which hopefully mixed with still pretty strong domestic demand uh, across the country should uh, hopefully keep us supported here for for a little bit. You talk about international demand, Zach. Are we able, with logistics, are we able to keep up on our international sales delivering that product? It's it's still a struggle. Uh, It's not as easy as it used to be. Uh, but container ships um, are becoming more and more readily available. Uh, there's not quite so many of them waiting at, at sea to be unloaded, uh, but still people are play, paying astronomical prices for containers uh, so they can ship their products. So that's always 
always going to be a struggle for the time being um, to continue to move our product out of this country, which I think is why we had to go to a price, you know, so much cheaper than the rest of the world, right? We were at 150 when New Zealand was at 190 cheese. Um, and that's what it took to finally make things work to get it out of the country. Well, you know, the other thing that we don't talk about, but if you think about it, common sense would dictate, you know, when we're shipping dairy, let's say we're, we're shipping powder, dairy powder versus cheese, the containers, mm-hmm. the means by which we get that product to the international buyer is vastly different and could be vastly different as far as price. Very much so. Yep. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, you're you're not going to be using a, a a refrigerated container for something like that compared to where cheese you would have to, which is taking up you know that's an even more competitive market out there mm-hmm. uh, for for exports. So let's talk a little bit about what you're hearing from dairy producers. You mentioned the heat. Uh, I'm sure that many of them, especially after the acreage report, starting to wonder about their feed. How are you guys working through the uh, troubleshooting? with those dairy producers region by region. And I know you guys reach uh, across the United States. We do. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, you know, grains have been the number one conversation uh, of the year, right? I mean, these, these are great milk prices, but when you line it up versus a $7 corn and a 450 to 500 bean meal, uh, it's not, not quite as attractive as you thought, right? Um, with that, that acreage report last week, um, you know, we had thought that maybe the highs were in for corn. Well, now after that, they didn't give us the bump in corn and beans that the market expected, which makes for a pretty tight balance sheet uh, when it comes down to it. And, and basically, we need to tie out a pretty perfect crop uh, to make things work. Now, we're seeing um, continued volatility in that market, uh, especially with every time they call for rain, uh, we see a massive drop. And every time they call for rain, it seems to dry up, and then uh, we see prices rally back higher again. So we're definitely trying to take advantage of these breaks uh, to get some guys covered on some of their feed needs, um, although not uh, exactly the prices they want them to be at. Uh, they're starting to be a lot more attractive, especially on the protein side of things, and and hopefully corn we can see come down a little bit if we continue to get some good range across the Midwest in the next seven days. Any particular tool that you like uh, dairy producers to look at right now? Zach Bowers along with us live from Everag in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the biggest thing here in the protein market is if you can go get it locked up with your feed mill uh, for, you know, next clock here, it's pretty decent price here at, you know, 360. Um, and I think that's something that could really move higher if we don't get the range we need considering the the way they did not move acres at all on the soybean front. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're definitely look, taking a look at that and always, you know, considering, you know, DRP and other milk products to uh, get some coverage going out into 2022 is, you know, the futures curve out there is actually allowing for some, some uh, okay opportunity um, if we get the right feed prices. Real quick, how can they get a hold of you, Zach? Yeah, feel free as always look us up at Everag um, online. Uh, our all our contact information there. Give us a ring, shoot us an email. Uh, we're happy to talk more. All right, beautiful. Have a great day, Zach. Appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you again soon. Awesome, super. Yeah, Zach Bauer joining us live again. One of the crew from the Ever Ag Group down in Chicago. Like you said, you want to find out what you can do as far as risk management or just what's happening in other regions. They'll help you out. Ever dot ag dot com and like zach said all their contact information right there enjoy your thursday everybody this is the midwest farm report with